been through A living legend in the flesh, let me convince you I take my time and get it right when I spit on these tracks You gotta love me cause I'm good and you know that's a fact Ain't no holding me back, ain't no holding me down I'm in love with my life and I'm saying it loud Know how to move a crowd, know how to get it jumping Make them get out their seats, see their feet start to stomping H-Town to Compton, they screaming my name Y'all struggling but for me, it ain't hard to maintain Some call me Ryan Spencer, I prefer the money spender I'm as sharp as a tank and I cut you like a blender Summertime to winter, every day of the week I got Gotta stay focused, I ain't got no time to sleep This is my life story, this is what I've been through Now that we done been through, let the hook continue The calling of a man who keeps his brain well connected Time for my injection, let these lyrics be my medicine And I embellish if you choose to stay prejudiced This is Exodus, put my fam up in the house I'm a dog, bitch, ain't no game of cat and mouse The man, the myth, the legend, a stare away from heaven Horns popping out, trying not to scare the reverend Been searching for my soul and never paid attention Let my heart around town and wonder why it's missing Time to take ambition, show them that I'm gifted I've been building bridges, for I was counting digits They barely ever get it, bars like Olympic lifting Spin them up in space just so I can move them inches Some people digging ditches, I dig for riches You can call it vicious, I prefer tradition You know a futuristic bad chick about to bust through the door Daisy Dukes and thigh high boots got these boys acting friendly I ain't got time for you ratchets cause my patience acting thinly I drop gears in my stain and switch lanes, put it in sport I got troopers in these streets, at attention, they report Nigga, if you ain't got my money, then you guys better abort I'm kicking yeah, ass and I'm the best in this sport Just remember that Renetta ain't speaking in third person All the way in my bag like a boss and I'm hard working I'm the king and the queen so you can hand me my crown And bow down, that's the best that your friends can do for me now, since y'all so busy, Instagram posting, chasing the clout. Better be careful what you say and how the words come out. Cause I got goons on the east side, goons on the west. I got goons on the north side, and they all the best. I go la 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 like the OG Ronnie Spencer. Some people 
Good night, good day, shalom, balance, welcome back. We in the lab. I'm continuing this H-Town series uh, slash Texas series, and I got another legend in the lab with me today. Welcome to the broadcast, the legendary singer, producer, father, Ronnie Isley, aka Ronnie Spencer. <laughs> what it do, sibling? What's going on? Chilling like a villain, man. Honors to have you on um, on the broadcast. As I say, I'm doing this Texas series, this H-Town series, and I, I have to collect the legends, and you're part of the the foundation of this year, man. Um, are you, you're, uh, officially, you are uh, SUC, screwed up click? Yes, sir. Indeed. Officially. Salute, salute. So, you know, I've been doing the rappers, you know, I've had your daughter on and I thought, you know, I can't just have your daughter on this year, you know, to tell her story. I, I gotta have the, I've got to have the, the, the man who created, who co-created that being on this year, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I, she's. Continue, sorry. Yeah, she's brother. a blessing. My, my man, she's a blessing. Definitely. I'm glad this. You know, took the music weight. Also, she's phenomenal. I mean, she's I can I can ask for nothing better. Mm, great, great teaching, man. Great teaching and good genes. Clearly, you know what I mean. And 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 she's been able to craft um, her her vocal talent and and create a lane. So, all praise to the Most High that you know it's working. You know, you're doing your thing. Something that you both enjoy. You know. Uh, and as per our conversation, trustfully, we're going to have a, a, a little collaboration on this new album coming up. You know what I'm talking about? Man, her new album is phenomenal. Mm. It's, I mean, the world is going to love it. It's the way they designed it and the way we did songs on it for her. She is incredible. Um, my daughter rap and sing, and she sing a little French. She sing a little Spanish. Uh, and she's just, she's just unbelievable. She just, mm. she's very creative. Uh, she pretty much wrote her, her own album. Uh, and I helped her, you know, arranged it. And uh, she's working with a lot of different producers. And I'm just thankful that some of the producers, you know, is working with her that I thought would never work with her. But mm. yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be an amazing project when it, when they drop it. Agreed. I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. I've had a, a, a snippet in regards to one track and that one track is, um, it, it stands the test of time. And this is the, the, the one of the, the real good reasons. And one of the reasons I'm, I'm still a, a huge Texas fan because y'all make timeless music, man. That's what we try to do. I try to stay, you know, in tune in the music culture with everybody, including the young rappers, the old rappers, all the old greats. I try to, you know, make sure that I get their sound and our type of music that me and my daughter makes. So it'll be irrelevant and it'll last a long time, you know? So mm -hmm. that's what we, uh, me and her at r, r Studios. So that's what we do. We just try to make sure that the album, the songs fit every race and fit everybody that's in the music industry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Music with a purpose and for a purpose. 
That's what um, it's about. Right. Exactly. It's, you know, I we we try to make music to make people relax, talk about, educate them, mm -hmm. uh, educate the young youth, and uh, and just try to make somebody's day and and some of the lyrics that we are saying uh, to just make people relax and just think, hey, it's always a better way. If you're down, we have music for that. If you need your spirit uplifted, we make music for that. Uh, and just to enjoy and just to have, have fun and dance and, mm -hmm. you know, and live and live happy and peace, peacefully. That's what me and my daughter and r, &R Records about is, you know, making people feel that, you know, this planet is love, it's, it's a beautiful planet. You know, you can get expired by some of the music that we are producing and that we are putting out for the world. We don't do music just for us. Mm -hmm. We do it for the world. Mm, most definitely. So, um, Ronnie, we've had a, a very tumultuous 2021 moving into 2020. Yeah. Wow. How has your experience sort of been in this, this, this whole sort of global um, reset kind of zombie apocalypse, as I refer to it as like, how, how have you been? How, how have you, how has your mental, physical health been? How, how has it kind of affected you, if, if any? Well, I, I watch the news a lot and, uh, I'm, you know, I'm an older guy and uh, I know how to protect myself and my child and my grand, my granddaughter and my family and friends. So I kind of pretty much stay to myself, uh, stay in the studio and work and, you know, make sure I have my mask on. And I'm telling everybody in the world, keep your mask on because this COVID-19 is real. It's not fake. It's a lot of people have passed from this. And I lost a lot of music friends, a lot of friends and a lot of relatives. So with that being said, just stay safe, you know, uh, watch the news, listen to the doctors, uh, and just take care of yourself and make sure you, you know, you wear your mask every day and, and, and stay six feet away from people and try not to get in too many crowds. You know, I just mm. did a con I made sure I was medicated up and made sure I had my mask until I sung. But, you know, after the show, I got right out of the place, you know, and go get checked and everything come out negative on me. So give my thanks. dogs on her. So we back at home in the studios and we probably don't go out. I don't go out a lot with this with this epidemic out here now. So I just be cautious and just watch who, you know, I deal with uh, that type of thing. I do a lot of stuff over the phone, over the air on TV. Uh, it's safer, you know, even in studio work, we uh, don't go to a lot of studios. We have our own studio and we do a lot of stuff over the air, you know, so we could be safe and, uh, you know, until they, they uh, clear this stuff up and get the right uh, vaccine for everybody. Definitely. And give thanks that you, you know, you, 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 you're able to actually still go out and, and obviously because Texas, uh, I guess it's a little less, it's a bit more free in regards to nightclubs and, and, and venues opening up. Yeah, it's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. I mean, the person that you probably think don't have it, have it and be standing right by you. So you have to be very careful. And that's when I'm telling everybody in the world, wear your mask and, you know, just be careful. And, mm. you know, if you got families and loved ones and you love them, you know, uh, be safe and teach them to be safe and until they get this this fixed i hope the new president you know make some changes you know and i hope the world get a lot more better you know and that's what we pray for 
most definitely most definitely stay diligent obviously uh for some people washing hands frequently you know after leaving the washroom and stuff and washing your produce when it comes from home is a standard sort of thing but you know trustfully as you say people can be diligent and you know be as up in spirit as they can in these tumultuous times uh it's it's very difficult and tricky to maneuver um as you say you're having to adjust and do things over the airways you know um musically so you can continue doing what you're doing going back to the events which i saw some highlights of how did that go <laughs> oh man it was a blessing uh the show turned out real nice uh it was a beneficial for me i you know these these people got together and uh gave me a show i have to uh Thank Nikki Danger and family. They uh, really put that show together for me, and all the people, pretty much all the people that I've did music with and uh, produced with, wrote with, and sung with around the world. They come, they come to that show, man, and they showed me a lot of love, and it was a beautiful thing. Nobody got hurt, wasn't no fight or nothing. It was just a, a house full of people that enjoy what they're doing as music, and mm. it was very successful. So they did put a cap on the club, uh, you know, 200 people, the club could have hold about seven, 800 people, but they did put a cap on it. So we ended up, they ended up letting me get about uh, 380 people in there. So that was cool. That was good enough for them mm -hmm. to listen to some of the new songs that I uh, let them hear and introduce the world. And um, I have to say, you know, I really appreciate my band, Corey, uh, Mr. Barrel Wolf, Funky Fingers, um, Whoa, 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 whoa. Beowulf and Mr. Funky Fingers. Yeah. Corey. Yeah. Corey was there, man. We, he played on a lot of my music, and uh, we go back a long way. And for me to see him for about, mm, I thought I hadn't seen him in about two years, was a blessing. I mean, it was just, it was like one big family. I mean, I've seen so many people that I did music with and made hits with that showed up at that place, it was it was just unbelievable. K Reno was there, Point Blank, uh, Dope House Ruckers, Faletto, LD, uh, Screwed Up Click, New Generation was in the house, and some of the Screwed Up Click people was there, D Gotti, Dougie D, wow. uh, you name it, Youngster, uh, Cliche, uh, Tricky C. Yes. He uh, wanted Chosen, JB, you know, there was so many people there that showed support that night uh for the new opening for 2021 of mm. r and r entertainment presenting a show like that and uh everybody just had my back young robin was in there that um i did some music with my uh nephews is 14 uh they was there they did a new song that i worked with them in the studio and it was it was very very nice uh it's unbelievable that my godson mr langland taylor uh i worked with the kids and they message was so nice. It wasn't a cuss word in there. And it was unbelievable the way those youngsters really rapped and sing at this show. And then they kind of pretty much gave them a standing ovation to be that young. It was their first time on stage and it, and it looked like they rocked the stage like they've been mm -hmm. doing it for, I guess they running the family. <laughs> Definitely, this is what I'm saying, man, them jeans, man. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it was, it was, a, oh man, it was just a blessing to see them do that. At first I thought they was going to fold, but they didn't. They, they handled it like pros, like they've been mm -hmm. doing it all their life. 
Give thanks, give thanks. So I know, I, again, as I said, I saw the, I saw the clippets and all that there on the old IG and all that. Will this be, was was it, was their professional recording done and will that be put on YouTube later on or anything like that? Or would it be released as a well, DVD? I'm gonna do, it's going to be a verbal uh, uh, movie about the whole thing. I'm just waiting on all the footage to get to me so we can all edit it and uh, correct a lot of stuff. And then we're going to promote it 30 days and then we're going to release it. Uh, once you give me your link, I'll make sure you get it. That way you can release it out there that way. And, mm -hmm. and uh, it's going to be a nice thing. So it's going to be, you know, it got me about four hours of footage. So that's a lot. We that's, a lot. That's, a, that's a lot to, 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 to play about with sibling. Right. So it's going to take us about, I'm going I'm to say a good 30 days to get everything where we need to get it. And then we're going to promote it for 30 days. And then we're going to put the virtual uh, concert out. Mm. And and I must say, you you were looking very sharp against uh, uh, at that event with your um, your coats and stuff and your suits. Oh yeah, that's my that's my thing. And I got the hats from my dad. My dad always wore those dog hats, and I used to always look at him and say, you know what? When I get big, I'm I'm gonna wear that hat like you were. And he said, okay, son, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna leave one. To you in my wheel because I might not, you might not be, I mean, I might not be here when you get up that, that size. And mm. sure enough, he passed. And um, that's where I got the trademark from for us the dress code. And my daddy, he dressed every day, every day he's in a suit. So I took that trade up and uh, I said, I want to be like him on that side of the, yeah, on the club marketing side. And, and that's what I do. I, you know, I, I, they love me. Uh, if I'm not in a, in a suit or a hat, won't nobody even know I'm in the club, but the minute I put a suit in a coat, everybody will come to me and say, oh, uh, Ronnie Spencer's in the house. So, but I have been events where um, it's like, I, and I love it because I'm like, oh, nobody know I'm here. But as soon as I put on a hat, this, this it's, it's like they look for the hat when I come in. So you can just go in there low key, no one's recognizing nothing. You are like yeah. Superman sibling. All over the world. Yeah, as <laughs> long as I don't have that hat on, I can go all over the world when nobody bothers me. But if somebody spot <laughs> me out, then I'll hell break a loose. A good well, you know what? Right. It's a kind of good thing of sorts because I mean, you know, people who know, I guess you like uh, quote unquote like die hard fans they, they, they don't need to see you in that they're going to see you and like yeah that's running over there but you know it's good to have the ability to, to be known to be like yeah always yeah, put a suit down you know and then to be able to say you know what today I'm going to just be little old runny and you know only a few people might spot me kind of thing right and I love it I love it because it gives me a chance to be me it gives me a chance to walk in the world and don't be bothered but you know, now I can understand how Michael Jackson felt. He couldn't go nowhere because mm. they knew it. Yes. But some of the uh, celebrities like Michael Jordan, he the same. He can't go nowhere because he knew a famous basketball player. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that the hat situation worked out for me. I can move around in the world and people don't know me. They know my sound. As soon as I put the hat on and the, and the coat, <laughs> they know who I am. And then that's when you get all attention. The trademark, the trademark. Yes. That's the trademark. And I'm so glad it worked out for me as an artist. It worked out for me like that. I like it. But look, there's nothing. Listen, uh, as you say, I mean, 
I'm not your age sibling, but um, you know, physically, but you know, I'm an old soul man, so I know exactly what you're talking about, man. When I when I was a youngster, I, I said when I get to like 25, 30, suit every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? A little gangster hat to the side and shit. You know right. that that was because to me that was being a man. Once you once you become a man, you wear a suit and stuff. Right. It's a totally different look. It's a totally different feel. People respect you more. You know, you uh, they know you're adult now. They're like, you know, I, how you doing, sir? And blah, blah, blah. But, but when you just wear regular clothes every day, people just pass you up. They don't know. They just, and, yeah. and it happens to me. Sometimes I just go put on some jeans. Like I just worked off and on the transmission on the truck and they just pass me up. Hey, how you doing, sir? And keep going. You know what I'm saying? Don't even know who I am. And I just laugh at myself. It's kind of like if you're driving, and you got your music playing or you don't have your music playing and somebody at the light and they playing one of your songs and you just look at them over there and they just having fun and yeah. singing it and they just jumping and they never know you right on the side of them. That's happened to me all the time. And I just look at them and laugh. <laughs> hey, Sibley, you know what you want to be doing? You want to be trying to capture those moments and post them on your IG or something, man, because that's, that's a, that must be a beautiful moment, man. And they don't that's know. And it happens to me and my daughter all the time. Mm. <laughs> all right, then. So let us jump in the DeLorean sibling and let's go back in time to before there was a legendary singing sensation, producing sensation, uh, Ronnie Spencer. Like, let's go back into time. Where were we born and raised, sibling? I was born in Houston, Texas at Herman Hospital. A lot of people uh, born in Herman. Yeah, I was born in Herman Hospital in Houston. I was raised in Third War, and I belonged to St. Emmanuel Baptist Church. Okay. And, uh, I graduated at Barbara Jordan High School. Um, I, my college degree was General Construction and Blueprint. Hey, before we go and, to uh, before we go too far, sibling, right? So third wards is where we were born and raised. What school did mm -hmm. we go to? What a junior I school? Went La, I went to Lanier Junior High. And from Lanier, I went to Barbara Jordan High School. Okay. And what are the things, what are we into at these times as we're as we're developing as into a young male, a young black male in, in, in the third ward? Are we into the athletics thing? Are, are we still? That's, how, that's pretty much how I got discovered. It's on the basketball court. I like to play basketball and shoot pool. So I used to go play basketball all the time. And this is how I got discovered by a young man by the name of Al D. And he was signed with Jam Down Records. Mm -hmm. He uh, told me, said, man, I told you, you know, I got my deal. I, uh, I want to put you on the album. And I didn't believe him. You know, I, I said, okay. He said, uh, they're going to come up here, man. One day you're going to be shooting pool. They're gonna, I mean, uh, playing basketball. They're going to come up here and they're going to uh, want you to do that song for my album. Sure enough, the next week we went up there to play basketball and this big limo pull up and there was a guy by the name of Vincent Patrick and they own Jam Down Records. Mm. And they asked me, they, they come out and they say, oh, man, can we talk to you? So I didn't know what it was. I just seen the big limo. I said, yeah, sure. They say, uh, uh, we just signed Al D and uh, we want you on a song. I thought they was playing. I said, oh, okay, whatever. He said, no, serious. So he said, man, well, we'll pay you $3,000 to uh, sing on this song. 
But you, know, you want to come to the studio now? I see $3,000 share. So I was young. How old was <laughs> you at this point, running? Yeah, we got in the limo, man. They took me to the studio and, and sure enough, Al D was in there. He said, man, I knew you was going to come. I said, yeah, what they offered me, I came and, and I did the song in about five minutes and it became a hit. And that's how UGK heard it. And that's how my career started. Okay, so what age are we talking? What age were we when, we, when we're balling and, and jam down, come to you? Oh man, I was young. I was still out there on the basketball court running with them youngsters out there. I was probably about, uh, I'm gonna say about 29, Somewhere around that area, 30, mm. somewhere around that area, on that age. Okay. And correct me, um, Jam Down Record, the owners, they're from the, they're, they're West Indian, right? Uh, one of them is from Nigeria. And okay. And the other one is here, you know, in America. But yeah, they, those two guys got together and, and you know, did that, that record label and, and they signed a lot of people. They had, uh, they had uh, Twin Barrettos on that label. Uh, Kiki was on that label. Yes. Al D was on that label. Kiki uh, the Dawn. Yeah, uh, I think Most Hated was on that label. Uh, it was a lot of lot of the es essays on that label that went that way. Mm -hmm. And uh, I met a lot of them, did songs with pretty much all of them. And that's how that happened. Hey, Ronnie, did you ever do a song with SPM? Yes, I did a song with SPM uh, called Stay On Your Grind. Uh, multiple songs, actually, but that was one of the, the biggest ones that I did with him is called Stay On Your Grind. Can you remember what album that was on? Because for the. Uh, no, I remember, but I remember the words. But... <laughs> <laughs> Let me just go check that out now. Because. Um... What, 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 what kind of year are we talking? We're talking mid, mid, mid 90, uh, late, well, 96, yeah. 97, them kind of times? Uh, a little earlier. Uh, it's probably, I'm going to say 2000s. Oh, 2000s. Okay, then. So this must have been maybe right pow on Power Moves album or something like that, maybe? Uh, he had so many albums. Yeah. Those guys was doing... I have a catalog over there with uh, Dope House Records. They 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 have so many records, mm. and so many albums, you, you can't even keep up with them. They were saying they was just like Rec Shop Records. Mm. Rec Shop Records did thirty some albums in two years. They was just that's just how fast they was recording over there. It's like we was in the studio every day, so it's like, and they was the same. Uh, the artists at Dope House was incredible. All of them over there are incredible. And they just recorded every day. They had like multiple studios and, and they uh, uh, business over there. And it was just everybody was in a studio doing something. And the same with Rec Shop. Actually, I built one of Rec Shop studios. So they had a lot of, I mean, it was recording every day. It was unbelievable. Well, <laughs> Rec Shop, they, they went on a prolific run. They, uh, I mean, obviously, being from the from the city, you you must have known kind of the the rumblings of what was maybe to 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 take place. But for me, they just came out of nowhere, came out of nowhere. Rising Paradise to Big Mo, the Bar Baby. It was it was crazy. I mean, they had producers like uh, Blue Note, uh, Note D, Double mm -hmm. D, Chicken Hawk, Sally, Sinclair, uh, myself. Uh, 
it was just, I mean, they had an ironic of producers. They had one of the best production teams in Houston over there at that place, man. Mm-hmm. And it was just, tracks was just coming everywhere. You, you know, we was listening to so many tracks. We didn't know what track we wanted because all of them was nice. Yes. And everybody was greedy trying to get on the tracks. <laughs> and I pretty much sung on every album that they put out. So it was like, it was crazy. Mm. But it was a good experience. It was a good experience. I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed working with all those guys and, you know, the ones that are living, you know, bless their heart and the ones that are, you know, is in heaven now, you know, may God rest their soul and, and bless them all. But through all of that, uh, I had a wonderful time with that company and, uh, you know, we toured and it was, it was nice to just be on the road with those people and get to meet and greet people that's in the industry that, you mm. know, you never thought that you would do music with. So that was a that was a, a learning experience with me with that company. Definitely. Hey, talk about some of the stuff. Um, I mean, like ghetto dreams. Did you actually? Did you like? Was you in the studio with Pat Rising Paradise to that brother? Yeah, I did a song called "Peeping Me" uh, with Fat Pat, and I knew Fat Pat before he signed with Rec Shop. He was with DJ Screw, uh, one of the members of the Screwed Up Click. So we used to always ride and, and, and listen, and, and, and uh, he always wanted me on his album. And we had listened to tracks together and see what, you know, my voice would fit on. And uh, yeah, I had a, a great time with Mr. Fat Patty. He was a very, very intelligent dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, real funny guy, you know, he, he gonna make you laugh, but his career, uh, I just hate he wasn't living to see his career. But as far as doing stuff with the screwed up click and, and screw, Mm-hmm. Uh, he was one of the best. Right. A lot of people say that. A lot of people say he was he was top tier when it came to uh, to SUC. Very much so. Right. Uh, what I liked about him, he would do his ad libs first in the boot and just off his head, and then he'd do the verse. He was uh, kind of like Screw. Screw would uh, put his turntables on, the, the first turntable would be on channel two and the second turntable would be on channel one. So they was backwards. And that's how he created his sound with a slow pitch. And uh, I taught him how to DJ, uh, uh, you know, that type of stuff. And he took it from there and put his own twist to it. And that's what made him become DJ Screw. And it just blowed up. And it's just it, his props because he put pretty much the whole screwed up in the game. And, Gave everybody they start and pretty much gave them all their hits and all their hits come off of freestyle records because these guys was all pros and just standing up in a room mm-hmm. rapping on a mic while he's mixing on turntables and create a sound off of blending R&B and, and hip hop. 